games and open source community. Um, I'm Philip Geyer. I've some contact information there if you want. Um, I play games, some description. Um, I've also um student of Abate. I study computer game technology in fourth year. Um, during my time here I've used open source software for two projects that I've been involved in and I've used Linux since about 2002-ish. So that's a little bit about me. Um, what talk about this um, presentation is um, gaming and also the development of games using open source software. Um, so what games are currently available, how you can play them, and also how you can hopefully make them. Um, why would you want to do it? Because one thing, somebody's already said that it's not particularly easy to play games under Linux, and that's something that is true to an extent, but I'm here to show that it's also possible to play games various degrees. Also, enjoyable to play games, to make games. It's educational because you can make games for free without having to pay license costs for anything. And that covers the last one as well. In most situations it's free to play them. Um, blah, 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 blah. Um, you can tell I just copied a slide layout and just changed bits. Um, then Linux and games, free games, do you know what? Yep, okay, covered that. Um, so yeah, gaming and making games. Any preference to which I spend more time on? Anybody? Making games? Making games, oh, great. I've got more slides on the gaming one, but we'll see how it goes. Okay. Is there one you've got slides for? Huh? One? Is there one you've got slides for? Oh, no, I've got slides for both. It's just, I'll do both. Um, okay. Um, gaming, there's native gaming, so if that's open source games under Windows, Linux, whatever, across platform. Um, also playing proprietary games under Linux is a possibility, using Wine. Um, and also playing games on open source platforms, I've just had somebody playing on my GP2X outside. Um, so yeah. Native open source games is a little bit of a um, issue. There are loads and loads and loads of games, but they are all of varying qualities. Most of them started off at least as tech demos, so there's one thing that works really nicely on them and the rest is a little bit interesting. But there are some really nicely polished games. There's also quite a lot of different styles and genres. Um, but yeah, with open source games, it's really easy to take a game and make it into something that you specifically want, so modding it in any way you want. Um, so yeah. Quick list of some games that run natively under Linux. Um, so there you see huge different selection. Got Flight Simulator, Flight Gear. Got quite a few first-person shooters there. Tremulous. Um, next you is... Assault Cube. Um, I've put in some older games that also remakes. We've got Free Orion, which is I don't know if anybody's old enough to have played Master of Orion. I know there's some. Yeah, somebody played Master of Orion. Awesome. I like that game. Well, after finding that, I'm now going to play that 
lots. Um, got Civilization, Free Civ there, and we've got a Tron clone, just because. Um, so yeah, some screenshots of that. Flight Gear, which is a flight simulator. Um, I've tried playing that, however I have found that there are hundreds of key mappings to do absolutely everything, so it's really in-depth. It's not like Flight Simulator where you can just press fly and it flies. It, you have to, everything has to work and it's quite complicated and I tried to set up the keyboard and it came up with words that I didn't even know existed. So it, it's, very, it's very good but it's quite complicated. Um, so yeah, that's a really nice example. Um, Tremulous, which I was planning on having working outside but unfortunately forgot to find out which port I needed forwarding and stuff so it's there but you can't actually play against anybody but that's based on the open sourced Quake engine um, it's got some like real time strategy stuff you can build towers of various descriptions so it's quite nice um, Threats on Fire which has been played a couple of times outside and is a perfect example of the modding thing Guitar Hero clone. Um, that is the standard layout at the top left there. But people have put new buttons and made it look as much like Guitar Hero as they want, as they can. Um, Scorch 3D is kind of like a remake of a old DOS 2D worms type game, um, but in 3D. Um, had to have Tux Racer on there because it's awesome. Um, yeah, it's not much else to say. You are Tux, you slide down a mountain, you eat fish. Um, next to is again based on Quake Engine that is running outside. We have two machines, I think Gordon's had, had on his, so have a go at that. Um, and we have the Tron clone. Um, Armageddon Advanced, it's quite shiny in 3D and quite nice civilization <laughs> free civ there and Assault Cube another game that we've had quite a few people playing outside which again FPS but quite nicely done um, ok for proprietary games there are native clients for some games um, Introversion who are small company in London, I think. I've made four games now. They've, as far as I know, all got Linux clients, um, Uplink, um, Darwinia, Defcon and Multiwinia. Bioware have released Linux clients for Neverwinter Nights and ID Allbar, I think somebody told me the latest Unreal Tournament have um, Linux clients for their games. Um, yesterday, while writing this, last minute as usual, um, I did check the Wine app database, and those are a list of games. The last three are gold, which, according to the Wine app database, are fully playable with slight configuration. The top ones are platinum, which apparently work just by installing into Wine. So World of Warcraft, Team Fortress 2, some quite widely played games there. Um, Someone did mention that Sims 3 is not gold and doesn't work nicely, but all I know is that it says there that it does. So 
If it doesn't work, it's not my fault. I didn't tell you. Um, open source platforms, that is the Pandora. I want one. Um, every input under the sun. Um, but yeah, there's a couple of open source handhelds. I mean, there are loads that have come out of mainly Korea, I think, various times. But those are the main ones. GP32 made by a company called Game Park, um, which then the company split up and half the company went to make the GP2X, which I have outside. It then got an upgrade with a touchscreen, but then they also made the Wiz after that and then the Pandora. They are all open source. The consoles are open source. You can make get hundreds of open source games for them and emulators, of course. But they also have a couple of proprietary games. The one I have outside actually has a what's basically a GTA clone. And they, apparently, according to their website, they saw GTA and tried to make it better. So it's the original GTA, but slightly 3D and things. So there are lots of games that you can play on various different platforms, Windows, Linux, all open sourcey. Okay, just skip through that bit quickly. Now to the bit that doesn't have many slides. Yay. Um, development. Why would you want to do open source development, gaming especially? Well, it's free. If you're, for example, looking at getting a license to make a game using um, Unreal, I've no idea how many thousand pounds it costs for that. So, using an open source engine or open source software, open source programs, you obviously 90% of the time got free. It costs you nothing to do it. You have the freedom of, you know, somebody else joins your group, you're enlarging your small project. You can then give them the software and you don't have to pay for more licenses, you don't have to worry about compatibility or anything like this, the portability as well. If you make an OpenGL application, it requires very little in terms of porting it to another platform that OpenGL supports, whereas if you were to do it in DirectX and then try and make a Linux client or a um, PS3 game from it or whatever, if it supports OpenGL and practically everything does, then you can do it. And also there's a community. Most large-ish projects have a decent community, and even small projects have... Small projects tend to have a community which consists of the owner of the project and a couple of people who ask him lots of questions. But even so, it's good to be in touch with the person who has made the project, started the project and owns it. Um, so yeah. When making games, there's two sections. There's the tools that you actually use to make them, and then the actual engines and stuff that you use. So, I mean, as far as I know, there aren't any, or aren't any flexible game engine editors. I mean, there are a couple of smaller ones that are very specific to the engine. But nothing that's... I mean, if you're looking for an, en an editor for the Quake engine, you would look for that. But I haven't put them up because they are quite specific. Um, but there's development environments, programming editors, and 
source control is an important one for anybody doing anything like that. And then just a quick section on which libraries and engines the oh. uh, we're going through this too fast, I'm sorry. Um, development environments, the obvious thing is the GNU compiler collection. Um, which comes as standard on any good Linux distro. One of the nice things about that is that people have made ARM cross-compilers and anything, so you can actually get a G GCC compiler for that'll work on Game Boy Advance, one that'll work on um, Nintendo DS, one for the, I think there's one for the PSP. So you can, there is a Using the GCC toolchain, you can make um, you can put, make games for virtually any platform you want. If you're using Windows, you'll probably be using the MinGW, probably with the minimalist system MSYS as a which creates like a Unix-like environment, um, which again will have GCC inside it, so that you can then compile in a similar way. Um, when you're editing you can source code is plain text so you could use notepad as usual but there are some nice editors out there I've just put notepad plus plus for windows which is on sourceforge it's open source has nice syntax highlighting and ha can have macros to compile and things again through MinGW um, there's hundreds under Linux I wasn't going to go and go through which programming editors you should be using. I use gedit, I just stuck that up there. And I put Emacs and V because I was hoping to spark a discussion about that at some point. <laughs> um, source control, again, I put because anybody should be using source control. And rather than using the really nasty, what's the Microsoft one called? Um, source save. Source save, yeah. Instead of using source save, there are loads of open source ones that are infinitely better. So SVN and Git are two reasonably well-known ones. So, so. Um, Okay, this is what, where I can possibly bulk it a bit more. Um, libraries and engines. When making the game you can start off with and try and write everything from scratch in assembly if you want to. <laughs> in which case you'll be pulling your hair out within five minutes. Um, however, most of the time you'll want some sort of starting point. Doing 2D graphics you'll probably start off with something like SDL or possibly even just a GTK or QT. You know, 2D front end. Um, but for games, normally SDL because it's cross-platform, it'll work everywhere quite nicely. Um, 3D graphics, OpenGL, same reason. Um, for simple applications, you'll start off with something like that. If you're making a more complex game, you'll probably want to start off with an actual game engine. Um, there are loads of game engines out there. Some of them, like I said, un the Unreal Engine will cost you thousands for a license. Um, there are open source ones. They won't have as nice tools, but they are just as flexible in most cases. There's the Ogre Engine, which is about as simple as you can go and still call a game engine. Um, Quake, I've got there that is, um, that obviously was the proprietary, but they've 
made the source code for the engine available, so you can use that. The Blender engine, which I believe was in the previous talk. Um, I've also, outside of shown Assault Cube, and which was based on the Cube engine. I believe, I'm not entirely sure, but I think that was a completely um, complete write-up from scratch. Um, they've rewritten it and made a new one called Cube 2. Um, codename Saubraten. God knows why. Um, so you can use game engines like that. Some of these will have audio and stuff built and physics built in, some of them won't, in which case you'd want OpenAL or, you know, there are open source alternatives or open source possibilities for anything you're looking for. Um, OD, for example, is a brilliant open source physics engine. The only thing I would suggest from experience is if you're using ODE and Ogre, do it manually. Don't try and use Ogre ODE, it's terrible. Um, I have at the bottom two links, that, um, two sites there, CodePlex and SourceForge. They have, um, they're hosting for open source projects. CodePlex is actually surprisingly owned by Microsoft. It's, as far as I know, all of the projects on there are distributed under the Microsoft public license, which is apparently open source, but it's as open source as Microsoft is going to let you get. Um, but yeah, I've used, I've had some very good experiences with CodePlex. I've, one of the games I've worked on, I used XLA um, for a 360 game and used something called Oops Framework. It was basically adding more features onto XLA, making it slightly more of a complete game engine, it had physics and stuff like this. And again, like I said, the community something went wrong, I posted a message on the board for that and the guy replied and I actually spent three and a half hours talking to this guy on Yahoo Instant Messenger trying to debug animation, which was very interesting. But yeah, that's the community thing. Um, SourceForge is more <coughs> GPL stuff and um, MIT license and stuff, but they'll have, um, I believe most of the other, uh, most of the stuff there is hosted on SourceForge or on their own sites, so they are good places to start. And Tux has exploded. <laughs> <laughs> Any questions? Because that's about all I've got slides for, but I'm, I'm terrible at this, so questions, I will answer them. On your course, do they cover Linux at all? Or do they um, <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> Um, not as such, there's no Linux requirements or anything on the CGT course, but at the moment still they're using PS2s, which have the homebrew Linux dev kit on them. So we do use Linux, but we're not expected to know an awful lot. But again, that uses a modified version of the GCC. So do you do DirectX over OpenGL or about the same? Um, um, we have a one semester module on each of them, starting off with the OpenGL. Um, the DirectX one follows and is not as nice because DirectX, DirectX is not as nice. Um, we are then, we then do a, 
procedural generation, like a terrain generation module, which I think used OpenGL, but you can, yeah, used OpenGL, but you can use DirectX for it if you want. I know a couple of people who switched it to DirectX because they preferred it because they're crazy. Anyone else? No. Sorry. Excuse me. Huh? For professional developers to actually make money off um, games which would be released in Linux, yeah. do you see that happening? Uh, yes. Um, obviously there's the problem that at the moment the market isn't big enough, but it's kind of like catch-22. People won't go to Linux because there's no, they can't play games, and there's no games because they refuse to make games for it. But at the same time, I mean, as long as the the actual game isn't open sourced, there is obviously just as much potential to make the games and make money because it is a similar sort of thing. Once the game becomes open source, then you then have people forking off and basically cloning and doing whatever you want, which is what most games developers don't want because they want their game to make money. They don't want to spin off to make money. But releasing games under Linux, it will be require a rewrite, but quite a lot of games have an OpenGL option. Some of them hide them in nasty places. But there are quite a lot of games that have an OpenGL option, and in which case it would be <coughs> not simple, but not that much effort to port it to Linux. And like I said, if it's not open source, they make just as much money from it. Okay, thank you. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm just wondering, would, um, would it be any sort of more secure or less secure to make games? I think software is going to get hacked wherever it is, quite honestly. Um, I don't think it makes it any more or less secure. Although Linux is seen as kind of like a good base to start hacking from. So cracking a game may be more likely from a Linux standpoint, but you mean in terms of piracy? Yeah. So, yeah, well, in terms of, kind of piracy, I guess if, if you were to kind of spend the time developing a game and release it on the you know, Yeah, I mean, uh, hacking a game, either yeah. online games of putting something in between to make yourself better or whatever. There's one Linux game in house uh, that does like an online check every time you start the game, but I imagine it's probably been cracked if you're. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I think the idea of piracy being easier or harder under Linux is not really that much of an issue because it's going to get pirated or it's going to get hacked anyway. So whether it's two days after it was released or one day after it was released, I don't think it makes that much more difference. Off, you know, um, as soon as there's a kind of ethical um, side where, you know, a lot of, kind of 
Linux user. There's a lot, I guess what I'm saying is that there's probably more of a community, I guess, with Linux that people might feel it's, it's sort of not acceptable. Kind of, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of uh, Linux users that I know would quite happily pay for a game software if it would run on Linux. I'm, I know quite a few people who have bought the some of the intro version games um, and got the Linux clients for it. So, um, but at the same time, there will always be people. So, I have a question yeah. for you. how much do you think cloud will change how games are shipped and sold and developed? Because this kind of seems to be the, the solution to, to fixing from what I Everybody um, keeps saying cloud computing for this, that, and the other. They say it for solutions for virtually everything. I don't see it as a solution for cross-platform gaming, at least not yet. It is a brilliant idea to have this supercomputer somewhere running all the games for everybody. But for one thing, I apparently have broadband in my flat. However, trying to stream full screen video is a pain in the neck and trying to do that with you know, no lag is just not going to happen for anybody who for what I can see who's paying standard rates for internet in the next few years. I mean, once internet gets faster, as long as graphics resolutions don't get faster and stuff and um, bigger and stuff then it might be a possibility but right now nobody who wants shiny graphics will want cloud computing for the games saying that they might try and start something off and if they can make deals with ISPs and stuff like this for um, packet shaping the cloud traffic then it might work but from what I can see it's not going to be a solution in the near future Anyone? No? Thank you for listening to Hack Republic Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.